Hey y'all, it's Story. Good evening. I am excited to talk to y'all on this episode of From the Mouth. The angry, passionate black woman. I'm waiting for our guest. We have a special guest tonight who is going to be joining us as our first guest on From the Mouth. It's Heather Guzman. Follow her online at Heather Day. Day with like D-A-Y-E-E-E. There she goes. Okay, y'all. We about to get lit. Let's see. I'm ready. Hey. All right, y'all. So I'd love to welcome our super special guest for the evening on this episode from the mouth, the angry, scratch, passionate black woman, Miss Heather Guzman, online, Heather Day, yuck, period, because we're not going for it. So tonight we're going to be going off about a few things. First of all, how are you, Heather? Go off. I'm so good. How are you? I'm like, I'm smiling because it's like... <laughs> I'm happy. At the same time, I'm like, I can't believe this shit is going on in the world today. Oh my god! Like, it's just like it's a mixture of crazy and just hi, y'all. So I don't, I don't even know how to feel anymore. Um, but so much has happened. First of all, 2020 January just popped off. Like, hey, World War Three, and oh, you like Kobe Bryant? It's just, and then COVID, and then George Floyd, rest in peace, and then Brianna, and we didn't even get to, like, really hear about that, which is, I'm happy to talk about this on this episode, because why is this not, what? where's the justice, what, and there's not as much media, like, there's media coverage, that's great, but where is the work, but... What are your thoughts on the Breonna Taylor situation? Um, well, I wish I was a little more, um, I, I hadn't followed the case in too long, I'm not going to lie, because, you know, it's losing momentum, honestly. And um, I just know that um, it just got deadlocked at that uh, state of attorney, am I right? The state of attorney is where it's got stopped. So I just know that um, from that point, like everyone had been pushing for calling. I made my calls, um, you know, and I don't, I don't really know exactly where it picks, where we're at right now, um, unfortunately. But I do know, obviously, that uh, they should be arrested. I'm still not exactly sure why they're not being arrested, and I haven't really. There was one with just... the locals, like with their state department, to see like what it is that's really going on. But again, um, it's a horrible situation. And um, I think that one of the most interesting things um, about the case itself to me is um, how this, how race intersects with so many things, but these essential workers, COVID, um, and just how as a country we've said that these are heroes yet and still one of our heroes was killed and um she wasn't even like she literally was a medical professional who literally her career was saving lives and that was that like that was the main line and was murdered and even we're hearing now not only was murdered not only was shot but she was alive for several minutes Mm -hmm. Before she died, with so to me that was them taking pleasure in having done what they did, um, taking pleasure, knowing there were no cameras, not backing, not you know, not taking it back. You know that was like adamant, adamant. So they wanted um, her to die. Just watching, just like oh, look at this, like it's a show, and they don't have any cameras around them at this time. They don't have any witnesses that you know, can actually speak at this time. They're just sitting here like, well, we're not going to get caught, so let's just go ahead and enjoy the show. This is sickening, and to think of how many other situations like this have happened across the country that we don't even 
know about that haven't been televised. Like, it's just like there there shouldn't be any there shouldn't be any talking. There shouldn't be nothing to talk about. I mean, all you have to do is arrest. First of all, you got to arrest four cops for George. And second of all, you got to arrest four cops for Brianna, at the least. So for eight people, there's been hundreds, several hundreds of arrests. There have been almost a couple hundred deaths, like televised and non-televised. Eight people to that ratio, all you have to do is just bring these people to justice. There, it's, it's almost as if these people who are supremacists that are in our government want this war waged on the country. Like, I know I'll be sitting in the corner like, conspiracies, Ooh. Like, I really do be sitting there like, this, this, that. Like, people will think I'm really, like, crazy. Well, no, true. you gotta think about it. Like, yeah, go off on I that. Think, no, no, no. I think it's, everything you're saying is true. And I think that um, it's no secret that this country uses race as a distraction for us. For Black people, too. For Black activists. For, I mean, because we know that this is not even the you know tip of you know not, it's not even really all the dirt that they're doing the dirt that they're doing is so deep this so is the beginning of the explosion this, this is, is just yeah yeah this is just what they do um the light stuff this is the tuesday afternoon kind of like crime that they tuesday do. afternoon the, with the, tea wednesday morning is crazy it just gotta be because we ain't even get the saturday night with the club <laughs> We didn't get to the club yet. So, <laughs> like, I, I know I said, like, I'll be sounding crazy. I'll be sounding like I'm joking. But it's like, if you think of it, it's just these people, I don't know what kind of time they have. I don't know where or in a person's heart of hearts, if it's even in their heart, to be able to do any of the acts that are done to people of color, just black people in general, uh, of that level of hatred. Like, and I think some of it is non-personal. Surprisingly, I think that it really is just the at its core greed um, in pursuit of money. So I think that black people and brown people just so happen to be the best pawns, the tools, the toys that they use to play with. But in reality, it's not that personal. For some of them, some of them, it's just a check, and we are the bodies that are you know, disposable throughout the process. And even with, like, with all of the missing um, people, like, looking online, there's really a national, there's a global list um, by country, but our national list alone for missing just women alone for the last 10 years is into almost a million. It's in the like high six figures. And like, that's not even just the lists in Walmart and stuff like that. Those are small, like those are local things when you put them all together. And you find that uh, a lot of those women are women of color and trans women and... <sighs> trans, like when you... Outside of the trafficking, yeah, when you find people who, like, have botched trafficking trips, as I call it, where they'll kill somebody and you'll find, like, chopped up body parts, where are the organs? Valid question. So, I uh, just think of it. Them, so, yeah. so, I actually did some digging into that, too, and I found that a lot of the times... One, organs can be used for trafficking. They can traffic people's organs, make profit off of it. Obviously, the people, the group of people that they're going to constantly ta uh, target and um, come across are going to be marginalized groups of people in this country. And they can use it for profit. But a lot of the times, I learned that they take the organs out to hide the crime that was done. So I used to think that it was all um, a part of the black market, but then I came to you know that I then I realized that a lot of the times they're just covering up um, what happened to the body, um, so that way there could be no justice. Like 
on the side of their money making, I did research on how much these organs cost. I just looked up a kidney because I was like, that's the first thing I think of as a kidney because people need transplants. And like typically a lot of these people who are older, like billionaires who are, you know, in the European countries or like the Eastern countries, they buy our organs. People are selling like good kidneys for at the lowest, on the lowest side of the averages, 35,000. Mm-hmm. Like, and this isn't the face of, oh yeah, that's a good idea. That's the face of, yo, there's really people out here that are crazy enough to kill somebody for an organ, let alone organ, all of them. If it's an organ, that is um, definitely so they, well. They package bodies in like vacuum sealed body bags. Your bone marrow, um, the cells in your, I think it's your bone marrow, but um, cells and plasma, things like that, um, and even tissue is what they are looking for. Um, soft things to kind of mend ligaments together, or no, uh, mend bones together. So I guess they're looking for ligaments that whatever. So they're looking for all that stuff. Yeah, and, and one thing that I found, getting back to your point about Black women, um, was I, I spoke to someone who had done um, a lot of research in this uh, on this topic and um, an older woman that has you know really done her part in the community she was expressing to me that in her own research she found that um, the most sought after um, item on the black market at a time was the black woman's labia and even going back into slavery, it you can see again um, how this, you know, like beyond a it's just Sarah Bartman as well, just, like how they it, how we're just this, not full human, and um, you know, is the we're just an animal, we're a creature, we're a specimen, like the Sarah Bartman situation. A Sarah Bartman who can be, you know, shipped around like cattle and put on display. They had her in a circus as well. Like, um, yeah. And showing her around. Um, Henrietta Lacks, um, <sighs> who, um, you know, was tested on like a lab. Where's her family's money? I'm trying to figure out where is their cut because they literally used her body for actual cures that they're making millions off of. So I'm trying to figure out where it, you're not going to give her family a cut. You used her body. You didn't even give her family her body back for decades. Mm-hmm. So it's shock. It's I want to say shocking, but it's not. I can't say the word is shocking. It's pretty it's on. It's pretty on beat. It's pretty on beat. According it's to the it's disgusting. Uh, how again, the black woman is the most unprotected woman in society. Or unprotected person. Let me take that back. Unprotected person. People don't like to say that because then they think, oh, well, they think they're special. No, nobody thinks that they're special. It's really scary out here. Like, to see what's happening to our counterparts who are out here living and minding their business. Again, thinking of Breonna Taylor. Literally, her job, her career is to be out there and to save lives. So to think that she lost her life to the people who were supposed to be, if anything, saving her life what what image does that portray for the typical american black woman like what does that say for us like even with the and some people really hate when i go into this the swaying situation rest in peace to baby girl have you heard like you you like, know, I'm more familiar with her life than I am with her death. I saw a lot of her videos um, just of her activism and what she was just passionate about and you know. I can't even, it hasn't clicked for me yet because I'm yeah, so sometimes When I saw, when I understood the case, like, you know, the basics of the case, I kind of had to pull back because it's like, some things just hurt too bad and like and something about her the, her look, like, captured in a picture is really, like, um, like um, it's piercing. Like, her, the way she looks, like, at you, it, almost, you know? 
I don't know. There's really life like, in there in that yes, picture, yes, whether the she's there or not. Yes, yes, like whether she's physically here or not. When you see those pictures, her spirit is there. That I know, it's just the way that she's like looking, and it's like, oh my god! And then it reminds me eerily of um, uh, Sandra Bland because Sandra Bland knew not knew that it would happen to her but to hear somebody talk about oh my god it's like it's like um what's that like a premonition like it's like oh my god it's just uh, almost it's just you think it's like that a that's so raven moment you she think knew. that if you do the part if you're well versed if you're well researched that these things won't happen to you but then sandra bland and this now, this young lady and so many young women and men and trans people in between um, have been those people to know about their history and about the, the crimes that plague their communities and still they're dead. And you think and that they somehow will give you immunity or somehow it'll give you some navigation out. It doesn't matter. You feel like your consciousness will save you. Yes! From these. I'm telling you. Me you will think that it's I that like, badge. If I know you will a think lot, it's... then it won't happen. It won't happen. No. You think it's just that, you think it's that bulletproof vest, and you should because consciousness to a certain degree is a bulletproof vest. But then, like, you come across situations like this where you literally see people and forces that are supposed to be there that are hired that are getting paid a salary that are supposed to enforce laws of protection for you and are supposed to stand by you and these mfers are out here killing you and it's literally they yo nothing changed like first of all the police force literally was created um as slave patrol back in the beginning times, it just morphed from slave patrol because after, you know, Juneteenth, after 1865, they were like, well, we got to find some way to hunt down these niggas. So the form, the origin of where police comes from in the first place came from a place of hatred. Every foundation in this country came from a place of hatred towards people of color, Aboriginal people in general, meaning people of the land, people of the earth, and people of the land and of the earth, as history tells it, are brown people. They come from the African black. areas. They're black. Of, they're black. They're bl yeah. they blackety black. They black, y'all. They black. Like, I'll Aboriginal. go on. Aboriginal people are black. All of them, wherever they are in Australia, they were red tone terracotta over in like wherever they that, were. So that I don't know where they break like my heart. Like I can hear you guys thinking about what was that it for? Time. Because what it's like wow, there are no black people left, and I think sometimes that strikes me so much. Look, my face is getting red because it just reminds me of this country. The hate that lived in, in Australia that was they so saw black powerful, people and freaked out. That was they, so powerful that wiped an entire everybody race out. And now is replaced by like mixed race looking whites is wild. And it, it's the same hate that lives in our country. And the, and the same the same um, push for mixed people and like the, you can see like the the culture you can see there's some kind of similarity with like those who steal from black people in America and those who steal from black people in Australia. I mean, it's like the same. They're everywhere. They're um, the same people. I just I just. It's I classified them as supremacists. They're all supremacists. No matter where you go, supremacists. Yeah. Australia. Oh, you're over here in like England where there's black supremacists. Oh, you're over here in Africa. Oh, you're definitely a supremacist. What are you doing over there? Oh, you're a supremacist here in South America. You're all supremacists and you all have some type of inferiority complex with people of color when in reality it should be reversed because you just have some type of self-esteem issue and you just have to take it out on black people. Like, and you've been doing this since the beginning of time. Supremacists in general, what is but your I think, issue with people of color? I think 
I do think that they're, they believe that they are ordained in some way. I think that it's a real, un, it's a real serious belief. That I want to read what they like, read. I think they're, I think, I mean, think about it. Jesus is white. So oh, imagery so and ideas. So if you were a white man and the, the creator of all earth and all creation is white and looks just like you, wouldn't you think this is your world too? Listen. So most people, you know I mean? listen. So I think that 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 is one of the biggest, you know, common threads amongst all white people on this planet. Is in most religions, they Catholic, don't show Catholic, any Catholic and Christianity, which is well, I don't know too much. Any, but I just know if that you like, look at any, um, like any literature anywhere that has any pictures, and you think about it, because like when I moved over to Cali, I like studied in different books and I studied from different like languages, but most of that literature with illustration had like very fair-skinned people with, like, silky hair. And I'm looking like, oh, let me look at the map. Oh, oh you said Jerusalem. Let me Google. Um, and I'm looking like, excuse me? That is my color. Like, I think that before race was used to divide people, religion divided people. And at that time, I want to say Catholic, but I want to say like the Catholics and the Christians and the Protestants, like all these people, I don't know if they have, I don't know. Someone can fact track me and tell me I'm wrong. Um, and I'll be like, absolutely. But I just know that religion divided and conquered before race divided and conquered. And it happened to be those people dividing and conquering within the realm of religion. And now we're kind of moving into it was a good tool for them. Affected into race. I'm not really sure, but yeah. It was a good tool for them to be able to divide and conquer because when you're playing with something as big as God, you right. are able to get, yeah, that's something. When you're literally putting that's somebody in a position, more powerful. Yeah. it's one of the most powerful. It's the, it, I'm going to say second to most powerful thing because the first powerful thing is God. The second to most powerful thing is to be able to manipulate somebody, third party, through God. And to be able to look at Jim Jones having hundreds of thousands of people drinking Kool-Aid thinking that they're going to be able to meet God. If he didn't insert God into that and just said, drink this Kool-Aid, like, and so we can meet Elvis, like, they would have been like, man, fuck you, I'm going to go home. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, but when you put somebody, that's not even a peer, that's not even a superior, that's a, hi, I'm up here, that's it. God, that's it. So... You know, when you're having people making decisions based off of religion and you can just force people into, you know, they could say, well, this religion likes the color red and oh, we like the color blue. and Well, we just can never talk to you forever. It really will cause people to move in different directions, even dividing themselves, even dividing the supremacists themselves. Because even if we look at it today, an example that I like to use is their political parties, because that's just the way that they've divided themselves, really. Democrat, Republican, I'm sorry, ever since I grew up, I just saw a whole bunch of white people. Ones in blue suits, ones that will wear khaki sometimes on Friday at the golf court and do a little live interview because they were a little lax, but they all were just supremacists. Like, in certain, uh, certain groups, like, even if some of them are calm, like, and I'm sorry, I'm going to use names, Hillary and Biden. Like, even if some of them are, like, calm, they have their involvements and stuff if you actually look into it. And then you've got people that are in, like, the Republican Party. We could use, like, Trump, for example, who are just kind of just out All there. All along the like, spectrum. I mean, from your liberal white male and female Democrat to your conservative uh, right-wing Republican, it doesn't matter it's still this positioning of white people as being, even as the savior is problematic. We don't need saving. You intruded on us, on <laughs> us to save us. Like what You came to our dinner table. So like, no matter where they are, no matter where they stand along the political spectrum, there still is a positioning of superiority for whites. And 
you know. And that's just that. Like, really, because they, like... And, and, and so, you know... <laughs> if you I come and intrude on somebody's party... Abolitionists can't, you know, said, hey, you know, we don't want you to be slaves, but goddammit, you're not going to be the boss. So, it's like... <laughs> Hello? Are they there? <laughs> Like I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. But like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm stuck on that savior complex. I'm sorry. I got stuck in the race back here. Like my car got stuck yeah. because yeah, the savior it, complex is is deep. White liberals are definitely bearers of the savior complex because they think they're so uh, um, aware of all of the inequities that marginalized people face. It's like. I don't really know why or how that positioning came, but they just think that they're they're here to save us. And that is a Did problem. Biden really say what because, he said? Yeah. Huh? Did Biden really say what he said? Like I feel like he said what he said, but like did he say what he said about pulling black cards if we don't vote for him? Like, I know I seen it on a meme, he's but not, I really no, he's, he's more of the moderate Democrat and the moderate Democrat is so racist. Are you kidding me? Bush is a moderate Democrat. And oh my God. In glimpses of so Brian. You know when the white people Bush, hated him that he was bad. What did he, say? he said George Bush don't care about the black people and he never did. And he never did. Clinton is a moderate Democrat. Clinton, literally, I can't, I don't want to get too far into it, but. She uses us as pawns. They both do. Yes! We are political. We're pawns on their chessboard. Absolutely. For his advancement. And I think that, again, that goes into how giving is selfish, too. Because in his mind, I think that he feels so, he, I guess, justifies his actions because there's a closeness to the Black community. So he I have feels, a Black cousin. Like, right. I, so, I mean, I'm at the Black cookout. <laughs> So he feels like because of those things, I grew up on the block. The, the crimes that he waged against black communities is somehow made up for. So when, I just when we watch like, him go from, or, or even um, I think is it Kennedy, one of them around that time, who who learned the power of fear mongering through the Republican Party. And said, "Oh, this is how I can win," and went toe for, this toe, is great. for toe for toe on on. I think it was um, Law and Order. Who's the Law and Order part? Reagan. There it is. So Reagan used the he learned the power of fear mongering, and again using black people at there. We are at the expense of these political strategies and tactics collateral damage on a chest we're just collateral damage every way you cut it by the hands of white people because we're not respected as humans we're not is grew up in the hood and was raised in the hood and mama is black it doesn't matter it's had a black nanny dangerous position because it's we are at their expense that's all i'm saying i'm not saying anything beyond that but it's just being at the expense of of someone else who is backed by this global thinking of superiority? Uh, superiority is is tricky. Your religion, where you're getting the idea of who God is, looks like you. Like, so you just think you could do anything, and then you have a whole like group, a government that is coming your way and telling you. You know, you have the right of way, no matter what you do, you have the right of way. Why would you even question, you know, second question, second guess yourself? All right, if I want to do this, I'm going to do this. Oh, well, why are you going to do this? Because I'm right, because I have the right to do it, because I can, because I'm blah, 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 because I'm patriotic, because whatever. It's it's a cut card. It's a go card for them. It's a card that could be pulled Um it's a double standard, especially in our country. It's a double standard, <laughs> rather. And it's a game, you know? It's just a game. And we're always going to lose. And for them, it's just cat and mouse because the cat knows that it's going to win. The cat's mm -hmm. having fun pulling at the mouse's tail because it's like, oh, shit, this is cool, even though I'm going to tear this to shreds. Woo! And the mouse is like, all right, I'm going to get away. 
all right, I'm going to get out this time. All right, I got it this time. And it's psychological damage in real life for, like, this isn't, we're, we're not a political group of people. We are not a, we're, yeah, we're not a group of people that's just somebody by choice. We literally are a race of people who cannot take their skin color off, but are hated because of it. And that's the first thing you see. You don't see, like, even with somebody being LGBT, like, even with somebody being in a political party, um, even with somebody being a cop or not, that's not the first thing that you see about a person. The first thing that you see about them is their skin tone, whether you mean to notice it in a malevolent way or not. Even if you're just no, you're not even noticing it if it's a in a benevolent manner. But if a person's noticing it in a uh, malevolent manner, excuse me, it's <laughs> it's to say, okay, there goes this person. I want to attack them. That for us is scary, because like you said earlier, it doesn't matter how like it doesn't matter how many degrees you get. It doesn't matter how high up on the scale you get. It doesn't matter how much you're doing for your community. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, this man comes to my mind. It doesn't matter oh, how much yeah. you, like, bro, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, matter how, much. how much you do. We are, st it's just like, we're still black at the end of the day. You gotta go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You trying to free your people? How dare you? Oh, you gotta go. Like, just for that to be the mindset. Um, <laughs> Look, look at the last comment. Love you, Dory. You're so dope and inspiring. That's what I was trying to show you. Oh, right. hello. Love you, too. Thank you. Yo, I just do, do what I got to do. Do you want to fill everybody in on what we've been talking about so far? So, I'm sick of the shit. And... <laughs> Um, we're talking about reasons for black women to be angry. This is the episode of the angry, passionate black woman. Um, we delved in on Breonna Taylor. We delved in on our sister Toyin just a tad bit. And <sighs> Megan, I want to talk about Megan. Okay, let's do it. I need to go the fuck off because... I, I'm sorry. First of all, from the mouth, I'm mouthy. I cuss. So I know, like, yeah, one day, you know, I need to do better. Da, 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 da. I'm mad let right it, now. Let, so. it, let it go. Let it go. These niggas. Too. I'm tired of everybody. Fuck all them kids. Like, we not about to sit here and play these games. Fuck all them hoes. Sit here talking about that shit. Jury and bye. Bitch, that's why you lost bye. your endorsement. Eh, that's why you lost your endorsement. I would like I would like to formally read Drea. So I I I don't want to go ahead. Lay it out. Ouch. Lay it out so you can get me to How are you going to think? Just this is what I want to ask you like Drea cuz like if you ever get to see this, how did you think that you were going to make a joke like that about getting shot in the foot and you're endorsed by a woman who endured domestic violence and also like dealt with one of the okay. worst few years. Wind it back. Like, Wind not back. one of the Wind worst. It back. Wind it back. The worst few years. Yeah, let's go. Where? Okay. So we still got to beat her up verbally. So what do we... Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is what we know about the Megan the Stallion situation with Sir Tory Lanez. And now we are learning the details of Miss Kylie Jenner. So this is what I'm seeing so far. So we know that... Megan had been drinking. She had been turning up. We know we have to include this because it's not a way to shame her. It's a way to like give context to her humanity. I think having lost her mother, having lost her grandmother, um, and being our age with so much money is a lot on her plate. Being at the and being a number one artist right now, she's number one. She lost her her support system she's graduating this year I she's think, or graduating she's in college and she has millions at her expense so and she had to leave her label her last label in a very gruesome way to try to get herself into her new label like still dealing with legal situations and dangerous situations with 1501 
And so. on top of that, she's just a girl. So she's trying to figure out how to, how, you know, who's her friends. She's trying to figure out who loves her. She's trying to figure out who wants to be with her. She's trying to figure out who's trying to ride for her. Like, it's a lot. She's in her 20s. She's, she's only 25. Damn. She's dealing with they're dealing with one another. They're dating side. each other. They've been having yeah, since sex. the Carter brunch. They're having sex, okay? It's yeah, they they it's <laughs> involved, it gets complicated. So anyway, mind you, we our fun sized friend, Mr. Toya Lanes, then decides, let's go to Miss Kylie Jenner's house, let's have a celebration or whatever it might be. And in this house, we can imagine Tory Lanes. Uh, a rather, if you ask me, outgoing individual, as we saw by his Instagram Live videos, um, a, a rather um, seemingly confident, possibly arrogant seemingly personality. That word. Um, yes. We're also <laughs> seeing maybe some insecurities, but we're going to, we'll, we'll deal with that at a later date. All of us are insecure, so it's nothing like against him. It's at all. scheduled. <sighs> So later he, date, but schedule because he he's in he's in you know rocky waters because he's in the Jenner household, okay? Um, with that spray painted hair, swimming, sand skin of bronzer, with his bronzer, with the bronzer and the large asses of Doctor Miami. Now listen, so he's in the house. He's conversing with the hostess, I'm sure, in a way that is flirtatious and inappropriate and possibly very hurtful. Miss Megan then ex expresses that she is possibly hurt, um, maybe through violent language, maybe through abusive <laughs> speech, maybe through you short ass, bum ass nigga. So, you know, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I know she read him for filth. It did say we she do, read him for filth. Can't imagine that. Um, yes. So, number one artist and and a Kardashian. Right. I'm the number one art black artist. Like, well, excuse you and, choose of all women. And here a Kardashian. A really cringy moment. Not even cringy. Um, again, the influences of of white supremacy happening again in this household as this Color, black man like, is seeming I can imagine his personality kind of maybe downplaying Megan and up playing <laughs> Kylie because maybe there's this idea that Megan is the homegirl. Maybe Megan's not cute enough in, in maybe this is what I'm saying so I don't want to say that at all. I'm saying for no, for a guy like Tori, yes. man could walk beside beside Megan Thee Stallion and hold her down, but a little boy cannot. And a little boy, a little black boy who's clown who wants some attention is going to clown a black girl, a big to a get a leg up because he needs legs. Because he needs a leg up because he doesn't feel so good about himself. He can't even see, but so far beyond her belly button because he's so goddamn short. So I'm ma'am. He used that as an opportunity to clown her and to downplay her and to put his eyes on Kylie Jenner, who who's fills up her body to look like Megan Thee Stallion. So anyway. Plastic and silicone. Plastic. She wants to be a freaking stallion. And she's the knockoff. She's the... And the let's not forget, person. too, she's sneaky because... I don't even know. If you think about it, Megan hangs out with Jordan. The Kardashians, specifically oh, Kylie. So I forgot about that. You're crazy and conscious. I tell you, I'll be sitting in the corner, go losing my damn mind. Heather, I'm crazy as shit. I really am. But it's it's real. Like they're always trying to sabotage people. So they weren't able to sabotage Jordan. They were upset about that. 
So Megan is close with Jordan, but she usually is very unproblematic, which is another thing that we got a bookmark in this situation. She is typically very unproblematic. If you hear of her in any news, it's usually just for uh, driving the boat, like helping somebody drive the boat, yeah. just put, pouring some say into the back of somebody's throat. That's it. And that's pretty much it. So when you think of it, like with the Kardashians, Kylie, this is my theory. Kylie, I guess, that you know, wanted to get together, blah, 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 blah. She thought this was her great Mean Girls uh, 2020 edition, like, um, of Mean Girls. Like, okay, let's invite her over, and I'm going to, you know, since she wants to hang out with Jordan, who's my ex-best friend, and I wasn't able to successfully sabotage her, I'm going to, you know, sabotage their friendship by getting on video live with um, Megan, and she's going to see it, and she's going to wonder why we're together, and it's going to mess up their friendship. That's my theory. And Ben also decided. It's kind of like Kylie. Megan's really. She can drag you down the street and it'll be over. So, like, you really gonna test that? She can drag you down the street and your silicone can come flying out, ma'am. You could lose a boob. Like, your ass cheek could pop out. It could flip flop down the street like a muffler that got kicked off a 96 Honda. Ma'am. Come on. You think she's a stallion? She will kick you. But whatever the case, like, just, like, looking at that situation, I, and I thought to myself, what if she furthered it by thinking it was okay to sit there and flirt with Tori in front of Megan's face? Because that's going to incite an issue. Don't have, she don't have feelings anyway, I'm sure, is what she thought. She doesn't. So. She can't have feelings. Do you see the fillers in her lips? She can't feel nothing. Because I... <laughs> I know I need help, but she needs more. Yeah. Okay. Because <sighs> so anyway, so then, so then we we get to the spot where Tori decides that this is a moment where he takes his gun and he loads his gun and he puts his finger on the trigger to express how angry Megan the Stallion has made him. To which he then shoots or aims in her direction towards her body, nonetheless, and towards the floor um, where he proceeds to fire his uh, weapon. And fire it twice. Not he once, pulled that trigger twice, twice. As bullets then entered this woman's body. He knowingly shot at a woman. And reports are telling us that we she was outside of the car when he shot. She was already outside of the car, and you shot her not once, but twice? Was she a nigga from the hood? Like, what did, like, I... All I could do is vote right now, Heather, because I don't know what else to do, because... Imagine the headline... Kylie Jenner shot in foot twice. I mean, the world would stop. Tori would be dead. Legally, they'd make it legal somehow, but he would just be gone. We wouldn't even be, he would be under the jail or he would just be murdered somehow, miraculously, randomly. Because like, it wouldn't even be a conversation. The idea Megan would be in jail too. Of, of even touching a hair on the head of a fragile, dainty, gentle, gentle white woman, a white young lady is just something America cannot stomach. But the shooting of the number one TikToking celebrity icon, everybody wants top lyricist, doing it without both of her parents, still in college graduating with a master's degree. Gets shot and nobody gives a goddamn. And y'all joking about it too? Y'all making for, jokes. For many reasons. And one reason being, again, is that since well, beyond slavery, obviously, but obviously, like, pointing back to slavery, there is just no... Um, a, a purposeful like dismantling of the black woman's feelings where 
she where we think that because we abuse her so much that she must have such a high tolerance for pain there's she gotta be studies, strong there's studies that have been done on how people feel about her um i mean about the black th uh, pain threshold and if you ask the average american person they will say that black people are stronger black people can with withstand more physical pain and that really has happened um because well it, it definitely manifested or it was really prevalent during the time of slavery because yes. we are choosing to torture certain people so a choice meaning you're actually Someone's putting in effort that is true and and it is what who it said is. it's not Good night. Ain't nobody about to do this with you. This is not. Thank you for coming on to my show. Have a good night. He said oh, um, all people are the same. Okay, he's trolling. Okay, okay, hi. Welcome back. We love you. Um, no, he's saying all people are the same. He's trying to say that every he thinks that everyone thinks that everyone has the same pain threshold. That's obviously not true because we can see that black people, Hispanic people, also um, are considered to not. Uh, to to be able to withstand Please. more pain, and you can see that in the treatment of Hispanic people as well, in 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 thinking that they can handle it, they're okay, they'll be fine. No, they won't. They're in pain, so we need to address it as be as it is. So, and let me talk about this part. Let me talk about the type of okay. The category would be omission. There will really be those, I see no color, we're all the same, all like lives matter types of people. And I clump them all together because all those sayings are detrimental because even though it's to bring peace, it also just silences Erases. the movement altogether. So you can't sit here. The problem. Exactly. Right? So you and can't say all people are the same because people, there's not equity. People are still fighting for equality, but there's not equity as we know it. We have to fight harder. We not even about to talk to you. Yeah, he's Hispanic. He's he plays this. He plays on this fence a lot. Um, because I'm not about to do this with you. You're not yeah, even in the I board, sweetie. Psychosis on another on another date, but you're not yeah. a white man that's sitting here getting privileges, and you're not a black man that's getting um detrimental treatment. Good night. I said good night before, so have a good night. So <laughs> back to what we were talking about. Okay, oh, let's do it. So now we're moving from Megan. Um, okay, so she's sitting on the side of the street. She's bleeding out. Um, we're, we're she has to move backwards because we are, because we're saying to ourselves, well, maybe it's her fault, victim blaming, blaming. Maybe um, you know, whatever, whatever. So, so oh, she's five foot eleven. Like first so of all, she's five ten, but and maybe this is just what the hip hoppers do. Maybe they just shoot the, each other and this is just play for them. Black women are typically strong, so she'll be fine, right? I mean, it's normal. They, they do that in the BET movies, right? Like we've seen it before. Excuse me. So then, <laughs> not baby boy. So we move on to the next day when everybody was forming opinions about this situation. Again, nobody, uh, it, it wasn't a national story. All of the white blogs that have posted the TikTok videos of this girl's song did not even take, he, could not care less. Just imagine Lindsay Lohan shot twice. Just imagine Britney Spears shot twice. Paris Hilton shot twice. These would be huge stories. I mean, America's sweethearts. Imagine if Miley down. Cyrus got shot. Imagine if Taylor Swift got, got shot. shot. America's Blonde Sweetheart, everything, the whole world would turn over. There would be, like, she would be alive, and they would have vigils and have ceremonies for oh her. Oh, my God. And parties. Vigils, yes. So, she would be alive being there. So it's just... Then we get to the memes and the jokes that especially were done by Black men. Um, just, I'm not sure why or how we came to a point when black men use the pain of black women as a vantage point. I think that, you know, I can imagine it taking place in slavery. I can imagine, um, I can see it. I can maybe get a glimpses to why, um, because of limited resources, maybe 
crabs in a barrel and that's and it was always a black woman that we kicked down and kicked down and kicked down and kicked down. I'm not really sure why. But again, we see no one, the black men that we know, the black men with power and influence, um, unfortunately did not take it seriously. Don't y'all love your moms? Don't y'all love your sisters? What about your nieces? The ones that are sitting here making these comments. Like, if you're not making these comments, if you're not making these jokes, like, all right, if you actually are sitting here, like, either in silence, like, not sitting here making the ignorant jokes, or if you're in support of, like, Megan or women that have been in domestic violence situations like this who have been shot or who haven't been shot, cool. But if you the niggas that's doing it, do you not love your mom? Do you not love your sisters? Do you hate them? Do you hate your daughters? How did you type of people have daughters? How, like, you can't raise people like this. So it's it's just I like that that's the thing that comes to mind. Like, do you care about the black women that are around you firsthand? Are you not around them? Are you, do you not have any around you? Or if you have them around you, what is your relationship like with them to the point where you would think that it's okay for another black woman who could easily be one of your family members to get not only attacked but to get shot, shot twice? Like um, I I think that like I, like it could just be it could just be a, a way up you know i think that there's you know like so i think that maybe these are the same men who do treat the black women in their lives well but they know in public it's more publicly appropriate to um cast go with the, the black woman off because yes. the white woman is at, is the top the uh, of the tier we you know we would never because yes master we want to make she, you happy she Fuck is that nigga the, the symbol of success and wealth and power and then you get to the next group of of lighter black women or hispanic women who again are like likened to the the chain of like power again because when cool. you get past color of that when you get past racism you get to colorism and that's like this whole extra Boom. chapter of then like you get to light skin 50 shades and then you get to brown then you get to dark and then god forbid you're not five foot four and dark and you're five foot you know eight nine ten and dark it becomes a whole it's just it's just it's just there's so many layers and it just for some other for some reason for example the young man that was sitting here like commenting who's like hispanic or mexican like i don't know like hispanic i don't know you're hispanic guatemalan you're not white or black that's it and that's enough for me because that lets me know you don't even have any place in this conversation but I appreciate like I, and it's not even to be an a-hole it's just sweetie it's just not for you you don't have to sit at this table of oppression and you don't have to sit you're not sitting at the table of privilege so just but in that situation for some people it stops like okay well you know I do have to appease to my white boss like I have Indian friends who have explained this to me who are from North and who have family that's like from North India and they're Americanized and they're like, well, you know, we have to appease to our bosses at Bristol Myers Squibb or da 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 so that way we can get a promotion. But we never really go through anything and I don't really get called out for being brown. I'm like, okay, so your oppression stopped here. Mine stopped oh, yeah. about here. And I'm just yeah. trying to get that hand in the camera. I mean, like there, but we're going to say here so you can see it. So, you know, like even with, um, with lighter, like it, it's, it, it, Bro, like, okay, even with people, like, since the Afro-Latino community, like, my sister. Light, since you brought up the light-skinned queen herself, let's talk about her, Drea. Okay, Drea, I'm about to read you fulfilled. I hope that one day I come across you so I can, if you ever wondered, like, I don't, I just don't care why I, I'm saying what I'm saying, but I know that one day I very well may be a person that you may, you should give a damn about. So. Yes. If you ever, if I ever did see you, sis, I would say to your face. I don't know if I even would give you all this energy, but I'm gonna say it right now. Miss Drea has constantly 
shown herself to us. And, and, and our queen, Miss Maya, did Miss Maya Angelou say this? Or did Miss Toni Morrison say this? Miss Maya said this. When they show you, did she? Let me double check. But when they show you who you, who they are, believe them the first time. When I was introduced to Drea, I knew something in my, in my young mind knew that this girl is off. She's, She's off. She's not a nice girl. She's not a girl's girl. And that is really what we saw the most in, 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 her, in her career. And we've actually rewarded this bad behavior for years. And I think that what was especially um, important in that interview was that she felt comfortable to talk like that. That's why I get irritated. Because it's not even within herself. It's not like she felt comfortable to talk about that um, by herself behind the closed screen and with her thumbs. She felt comfortable in front of not one person, but two. But guess what? They were black men. And guess what? What were they doing? Why did they doing say anything? Exactly what every single person who created those memes did and every comment section did enabled her bad behavior and laughed at her because she's pretty because she's light-skinned and because she seems like success or whatever lie they whatever is being felt is why colorism so culture doing that and so now getting into exactly what she said um first of all miss drea you were more excited that you were getting attention in that moment than you were a about then you even took the moment to think about what you were saying. I could tell by her posture how she was just sitting openly with her body out that it was Girl. like, ooh, this is getting me attention. Like, and then she's playing with it. She's playing with the attention. So then she goes on to say that um, really what it was that she was trying to do, fuck what she was saying. It was about what she was trying to do. Yes. What she was trying to do, she was trying to play at pick at it, laugh at it, is what she was trying to do. So she found an opportunity by saying, oh, I love a good toxic relationship. Bull fucking shit. Although you do, although you do, and we know that by your We see you. The point is, is that you tried to add that as the twist to why you were just wanting to laugh at that girl. You just wanted to laugh at her. That was it. You I want a nigga to shoot me in the foot. Of, oh, I like a toxic relationship on top of it because that's what you were trying to cover up your laughter as. And and long story short, I'm going to try and wrap it up. You are a grown no, go off. woman. You are an adult. Megan is younger than you, sis. She's supposed to look up to you, sis. She's in her... You're in your 30s, sis. You are supposed to You're be a decade older than her. her. Letting her in, giving her away, and getting her hip to the things that you fucked up at when you were her age. How are you even a member of your community, period? How are you even a respectable woman, period? If you can't even if you can't even be a big sister to a girl who's coming up in the same game you came up in, not the same game, but a similar game. So you're older than her. I haven't even touched on the fact that you're black because I'm pissed off that you're black. I she picks when she it. wants to be. Okay. She picks when she wants to be. I'm Listen, so, I will drag her. So, and then the fact that you're not just a 30-year-old woman, you're a 30-year-old black woman. And this black girl is, is, in a sense, bound to you by blood because we are a part of our own community and so here she is probably in a way trusting not giving you that much credit but trust just having the backseat thought assuming that you're gonna have her back or that someone should is she's in, in um, it's expected to have her back you understand she the struggle says that you take this as an opportunity to to put yourself ahead and to make yourself feel good and to give yourself a moment when this black girl is your is supposed to be your sister, your little sister at that. And the fact that you as a petite, petite, light skinned, you know, smaller framed woman, like 
is is doing this is even worse. And the fact that black men are laughing and you can't even at 30 something years old have the skill set to even read the room and notice why are these little boys laughing at what I'm saying? Oh shit, I'm a clown. Ooh, what is this talking about some 10 seconds for me? Oh shit, we about to do a part two. Hold on, Heather. It's about to end, but I'm about to go live again. Get back on because it's no, we're not done. Welcome back for part two of From the Mouth, the angry, eh, passionate black woman. I'm going to wait for my special guest, Heather Day, to come back on here. We are on part two, going in on the situation with Drea. Here we go. We got it. And we're Come back. Come back, back in. That's it. Go off this way. Put your hair back. Get it. You know what I mean? Like, no. Go off on Drea. Drea, where is your mother? Where is your black mommy? Where are your parents? Where's your mother? Like, your Is she not black? Maybe she's not. My regret. Do you know what? reeled me in and said, Heather, first of all, I'm about to lay a hand on you, number one. And number two, you lost your goddamn mind. Like, they, they would tell you to come over the house, they would feed you first, and then they would beat you, like, back in the day. And they because don't plate on the side, because you kind of, you're going to be hungry after you And when you're done crying, eat this. Like, listen, like, I don't know where these people, like, these people who are colorists in our community, I don't know where their parents are. What happened to his little, like, I'm trying to figure out. Like, there's a lot of people. To touch on quickly, to quickly touch on colorism, I think that a lot of the time, excuse me, because we were divided by white people, because white people were the goal, I think that those divisions came, and so we experienced them um, in the classroom. Like, I know that a lot of light-skinned girls use this as an excuse that they were bullied their first bullies were dark-skinned girls i can say that's true for me too um that mm-hmm. i was bullied by dark-skinned girls too but now as an adult again keyword as an adult as an adult you realize that you realize what it was you realize okay so you just start putting dots together you understand that that girl wasn't bullying me because she hated me. She bullied me because there was a bigger beast, a bigger demon. That uh, was beating that, her up. That was bigger than me and her. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and pinning you, you two get against each exactly. other. And then when you like, realize it, you realize, whoa, this beast actually is bigger than me and you. So wait, we're probably in this shit together. And you realize that in hindsight, like for all of my bullies, I had to heal from that like it wasn't that deep but I had to heal from that and I had to make sure when I went to Morgan State University I was surrounded by only black women I had to make sure I had to learn like what happened to me why I felt the way that I did and I had to understand um you know what just really what happened figure it out and heal from it and then I realized oh like I am my sister's keeper like it's my job to look out for my sister because if if a black woman's not looking out for me, yo, who's looking out for me? I'm ass out. I'm done. Because no nobody else me. is looking out for me. It's just you know my group. I mean? We can't be against each other. Like, they would like that. And they would who like to I find ways have? to create division. Who am I going to have? Who's left? Who's left? That's it. And I think that you can see that in Drea's life. I mean, again, by her relationships with women and her interactions with women. And it's like... So anyway, Drea, this is the life you live, and this is how you want to rock and roll. That's cool. And baby girl, when you get into a certain age and you're an older woman, it's really going to be between Drea and her God, and it really is what it is. So bye, Drea. I can't wait. Like... And, and, to, and to end my rant and my read for you, I would say this to your face. I would say this to your mother's face. You raised a bird, and you are a bird, and please fly away and go ahead and, and heal. I'm like the bird. I want to fly away. I don't know.
a home is. And nigga, all I need for you to know is, like, that's really it. Buy trade with your bird ass, because why would you even think that? It, it really is just funny to me how she really thought that she was going to keep her Savage Fenty endorsement. You oh, literally, you literally, Rihanna is, um, I keep saying it, Rihanna is literally, her case is one of the most famous cases of a domestic violence case where a woman was ridiculed for her situation. And you went ahead and made a joke. You're literally hired by a person who was a domestic violence survivor. Read the room, and, Again, a skill she has not yet learned in her in her old age of thirty something something. Old Read age, honey. Room, sis. Your wrinkles are coming, Andrea. Have a seat. Like I just, that's it. Like and Drea's then, done. And you know one thing, and that, and it's beautiful. One thing I love about that situation is because Rihanna is a light skinned black woman. Drea is a light-skinned black woman. And Rihanna showed us how a light-skinned black woman shows up for her sister and stands up for her and says, you know what, bitch? Not on my watch! Not on my watch! Not on my watch! Like, hell this no! Is that how you show up for your sis? You say, oh, this concert is in church! Okay. Bye, bye, because we're leaving without you, bird. And now leave Drea by herself to go rock mint swim. And guess what? The birds will keep funding her. They will keep giving her money. They just don't even get a life jacket. Because she never will. She never has. And I met the bird in person, and she ain't nothing to want. She ain't nothing to want to be like. Because if, if the soul ain't right, and her mind ain't right, you like, just a bobblehead with a body. You just a bobblehead with a body. And everybody has ass and titties nowadays. So, my... You just a my. jiggly body. Like, that's it. With a bobblehead. Like, good night. Not even, yes, chirp, chirp. Not she chirp, chirp. Yup, she chirp, chirp. Yup. Like, we not doing that. Majority, but no, like, what's... Huh. I was just gonna say, I do... I have a meeting. I have a meeting at 8.30. And I'm running four minutes behind. But it's okay. Go ahead. Because okay, okay. listen, thank you for being on this. Listen, thank y'all for coming to this episode. And thank you for being on this episode. Because we got to do this again. Because what these niggas fuck the kids. Like, I don't care. Yes, I go off, y'all. I cuss. But it's okay. Because we are passionate black women. We're allowed to do that. We have our own agency. So, Heather, like. That was good. This was dope. This was needed. Mm -hmm. Look what them supremacists gotta say. There are black women who support each other. They just don't oh, want absolutely. it. Oh, absolutely. They absolutely. don't want it. I mean, supporting black women is good for anti-aging. I mean, supporting black women is good for your skin. It makes your butt bigger. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the cure. It would be, it makes your bag bigger, supporting it, because supporting black women to so end hurt. this, wait, to end this, supporting black women is supporting yourself. Damn! Thank you! Because you're a mom! Listen, we only scream when I left this! Okay. Yo, invite me back. Make another flyer. Peace. We got this. Yes, I got one. All right, boo. Have a good Bye. meeting. Thank you. You're welcome.